welcome in. This is the Look Ahead PFF Betting Podcast. We have one and only Eric Eager on uh, to talk with us about how you know some of the PFF betting models and the player props tool did from Week 5 NFL, Week 6 college football, a little bit of a recap. Then we're going to talk about uh, some college football futures uh, with you know the top basically being shaken up with Alabama losing, how we're kind of evaluating that based on our PFF simulation results. Then we got some Tuesday, Thursday, Friday college football action finish it off with a little bit of NFL action. So, Eric, how did uh, the PFF betting tools do here on Week 5 NFL, Week 6 college football? Uh, yeah, I think things went pretty well. Uh, NFL was up uh, about one and a half units. It would have been about five had the Colts hung on to that three-score lead. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, NCAA up about half, and then uh, NFL props up about three units. So, a kind of a modest week. It was kind of a weird week in the NFL. It was interesting. Like we basically won almost every single bet in the, in the one o'clock hour uh, on Sunday, and then lost almost every single one except for that over that we had in the right. Browns Chargers game. Uh, NCAA was kind of like a you know NCAA was you know customary. We've had in six, so we're on. So we've had six weeks so far. Uh, seven weeks. We've had a winning week five of them. So. That that's been that's been a good uh, good time. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Uh, you had a nice night on the props, I noticed, and uh, yeah, man, and, and it made up for the fact that we couldn't win. Uh, we only went one for one, uh, one and one tonight today on a CFL during the uh, Thanksgiving yep. uh, Monday in in Canada. Yeah, there's. I mean, we're not good enough to be able to turn down any like midday afternoon sweats, especially when it has you know football on. So we did get some Canadian football league action. Went one for one. I'll take it at this point. Yeah, it was, I would say it was a weird week. I did. I do. You know, a few different prop write ups. I do one for PFF.com. I do one for Veasan. Um, and you know, I try to not. I don't overlap the plays on those two columns. And uh, my VEASAN one went 4-1 and one with all plus price props hitting. And my PFF one went 0-4. for 4. So I do think that's kind of reflective of how random this week kind of felt uh, from me from a betting perspective. I do think college football uh, turned out pretty well except for trying to live bet some Alabama there toward the end was my kind of the only unfortunate thing. And I think I'm swearing off betting uh, the Kansas City Chiefs on live as well until we see a little bit of life from them i don't know how i don't know what else to do at this point but we will see so what what are we seeing here you know obviously alabama lost they were number one in our pff power ratings tool again check out the ncaa power rankings tool if you have not yet we do have basically our simulation results for you know average wins expectation to make a ball to make uh, the college football playoffs to win the college football playoffs and to win the conference championship. You know, DraftKings has some good futures lines out there for college football. Circus Sports has some as well. Are you seeing, you know, any immediate value as we kind of head into week seven of college football right now, Eric? Yeah, I mean, right now in our in our power rankings, we have Alabama just a little shy of 30 points better than the average team on a neutral field. We have Georgia at 29. So we would actually still have Alabama power ranked first if they met on a neutral field. Uh, it would basically be Alabama by, favored by a point. Uh, I don't think that that's what a lot of people believe, but that's certainly what we have. But at the same time, we have Georgia making the college football playoff 78% of the time, winning it 26% of the time. Uh, we have Alabama making it 53% of the time um, and, and winning it 24% of the time. So you look at, at DraftKings, for example, Georgia's plus 125. The, the break-even for that would be 44.44%. .44%. Um, it, you know, implied around 40%. So 
you know, we don't wouldn't advise betting Georgia at this point. They're too much of the favorite. But at the same time, we would also not advise you to bet Alabama either at plus 220. Um, we're break even is 31%. We're much more like 24%, as I said. Um, the, the places, you know, and, and Ohio State is plus is eight to one. That's 11%. We have it exactly at 11%. So no edge there. Where we do see a little bit of an opportunity um, is with Oklahoma. Oklahoma is 15 to one. Um, that is a break even of, of a little over 6%. We give them, because of the quarterback play, um, the, the possibilities there with the, uh, with with Rattler or the backup that came in and played extremely well on Sunday, yep. uh, got that Caleb cover for Saturday, got that cover for us. Um, we actually have Oklahoma at 16% uh, chance to win a 70% chance to make it. When you look at o- Oklahoma's schedule, um, you know, the, Texas was really the hard one. And... You know, so you go TCU, Kansas, Texas Tech, Baylor. Baylor's going to be a tough one on the road. Baylor 5-1 and one has played well so far. Iowa State isn't who he thought they were. And then they go to Oklahoma um, Oklahoma State, who is also undefeated. They'll be favored in every single one of those games, right? And then they win out, um, you know, and they and they win the, the Big 12 title game. They do have a shot to make the college football playoff. We give them a substantial chance to do so. The other one is Iowa. We give Iowa a 61% chance to win the Big Ten. I'm sorry, to make the college football playoff. A, fi- a 41% chance to, to win the Big Ten. So you could see a scenario where Ohio State wins out, makes it to the uh, you know conference championship game, and Iowa wins out, makes the conference championship game, and loses. You could see possibly two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff. That's kind of what we're selecting for now. Uh, everybody's question then is group of five Cincinnati. We have them at 39% chance to make the college football playoff, a 5% chance to win it. The betting markets are more like 4%. So we would see a 1% edge there. I don't necessarily know if I'd bet that just given the uncertainty of the committee. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I do agree with you, you know, 100%. We've been, you know, I was obviously been a team we've been higher on all off season. Definitely feel justified at this point. I do still think it's, not the most likely scenario to see two Big Ten teams make it to the college football playoffs. I just think that's a really hard line to cross. Um, I do think, you know, last week I was probably lower on Oklahoma in general just based on Spencer Rattler's play, kind of what we've seen from him. He did, he has graded pretty well from a PFF perspective, um, but I do think seeing, you know, Caleb Williams come in some of his big-time throw capability uh, here in week six, I do think that was definitely uh, helpful for them long-term to kind of you know, for them to potentially not even not only make the college football playoffs, but definitely stay relevant, uh, finish out the Big Twelve, Big Twelve schedule, and kind of be able to you know make it at that point and still challenge. So I don't, I do think that they're probably still the play. Um, I know other people like Anthony Tresh, some other guys at PFF aren't necessarily all that high on Oklahoma at this point. I do think Tresh was really high on them in the offseason. He's kind of lowered his expectations of them, but I still kind of like them. I do agree with our simulation kind of being in line uh, with the market may find just a little bit of value. So I do like uh, probably the Sooners the most if you're betting any team in the college football players. What what, te- what team would you be betting on, uh, you know, if there's only one option for you at this point? Uh, I would probably take probably take Oklahoma. I think, I think it's hard to see Iowa winning the college football playoff just right. because of their quarterback play and their issues uh, just offensively. Um, so I would go Oklahoma just because you do have that high-end talent there. It's going to be hard for them, uh, for sure. Uh, you would almost need Alabama to get knocked out, 
you know, to take a second loss here and get out of the playoff picture altogether. Like I right. think, I think chaos benefits Oklahoma, right? If, if one of Georgia or Alabama were to lose another game um, and get knocked out as a two loss team, and you had something like Ohio State, Oklahoma, Iowa, and Cincinnati, let's say, in the college right. ball playoff, then I think Oklahoma is a great bet, and you're you're really happy you held on to that ticket. If any of the two SEC teams is in the college ball playoff, I just see a hard 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 opportunity, right? Like so, you know, again, all of these things are low probability events. None of these teams have a break even percentage of winning it over fifty percent. So you're not betting a sure thing in any in any situation. You're looking for that fat tail situation when you when you bet on a team like Oklahoma. So. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I do think, you know, worst case scenario for Oklahoma, two teams from the SEC make it. It's them to, you know, Oklahoma and basically Ohio State. Kind of, you know, the blue blood programs that we would have expected in the offseason. If that plays out, I do think Oklahoma is probably the least likely team to probably win that college football playoff. But we will see. It's going to be exciting. But what's even more exciting is the fact that when we wake up tomorrow morning, Tuesday, October 12th, we have some college football action. I know, um, you know, it may not be the most marquee match. We do have Appalachian State, Louisiana, Asian Cajuns. It seems like Appalachian State's taken just a little bit of, you know, both the cash and ticket percentages has moved out basically from four-point spread uh, early on, even today, out to five-point for Appalachian State. What are you seeing in this match? Is there a spot that you kind of like on the game, or are you looking at some other markets to potentially bet this uh Tuesday night game. Yeah, our true number makes it more like three or so here, and we've seen it go from three and a half. Um, yeah, three. three and a half to about five. Um, you see the total on this game, which is now why we like under. You see the total on this game move from 55, 55, and yeah, 55 out to 57. Um, so if you like under, you might want to wait a little bit because, you know, there can be, um, you know, some. Uh, you know, there there could be some more money there, and you could maybe get a true fifty-eight or something. Um, I have not. I have to say, I have not looked at um, Lafayette weather uh, for the next little bit here. Um, on Tuesday, you will have, you know, basically a good day, eight mile per hour wind. So really, you're you're not making a weather play on this under. It's just a fundamentals issue. Both teams are, you know, Appalachian State's actually been pretty damn good throwing the football. Um, 112 passer rating when clean, 82 when pressure. Maybe you get that to regress a little bit. Um, Levi Lewis has you know under two uh, percent turnover worthy play rate. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette better as a run team though, uh, 0.07 EPA per play uh, in the run game than, than in the past. So uh, I like Louisiana Lafayette. Our power rankings make them you know about a point and a half apart. Um, you know and. Uh, you know, when you add your know, home field advantage, but you also add in some of the strength of the team, I, I think this number is a little bit long uh, for the Appalachian State Mountaineers here. So I'd, I'd take it with the Raging Cajuns uh, on a Tuesday night. Yep. So what are you? So are you playing the spread at this point? Or are you taking the money line? So plus one seventy five, obviously minus minus five for Appalachian State really doesn't sit in between all that important of numbers. Do you think the money line or the spread is the correct? Yeah, play? I would just take the spread. I mean, I know fifty seven is not high for a college football game. Um, uh, sorry, I take the money line. I think 57 is not that high for a college football game, but it's relatively high um, for a football game. Um, and obviously, you know, it, you know, plus ones, you're you're getting, you're trading essentially a little bit of variance um, for for some win probability, obviously, uh, of your bet. But I, I would take money line here 
uh, with, with Louisiana. I, you know, bet both, obviously, and, and whatever, you know, your appetite is, of course, uh, you know, whether you like spread. But just know that a college five and four are not worth as much uh, as you think. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this looks pretty much like a no-brainer. If Sportsbooks isn't available on your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PFF, throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call one 800 gambler. NFL Week 5 is in the books, which means PFF has data and grades for every single player who logged a snap last week. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade power projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. 0 to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. Player prop tool with which shows plus minus value for every NFL prop and so much more. Check out the highest graded players from week five and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for week six. Yep, definitely. So we will move on. We got Thursday night action, Georgia Southern, South Alabama. Of course, we got a little bit more, a little bit more Sun Belt action here. Uh, South South Alabama is now a three point favorite, uh, minus one sixty, minus one sixty five on the money line, forty nine and a half point total. Uh, is this another spot where you're targeting a dog, maybe on the money line or the spread? How are you kind of evaluating this matchup? Yeah, I like Georgia Southern here. You have a new coaching staff with South Alabama. They've been better on offense and defense so far than Georgia Southern, even though our overall power rankings, which include, I think, a little bit more priors for Georgia Southern is a little bit higher. Um, you know, Georgia Southern has struggled throwing the football, you know, less than 1% big time throw, over 7% turnover worthy play. Passing the ball, minus 0.22 uh, EPA per pass. Um, but it's hard for me to lay it with uh, a University of South Alabama team that has negative EPA passing and running. Whereas Georgia Southern, they run 60% of the time and they're positive EPA doing it. So that, that to me, I think you look at that strength by strength metric there. Uh, and, and it's a little bit uh, in the favor. Now this one, again, you're getting a straight three. I'd probably just take plus 136 with Georgia Southern yep. here on Thursday night. Um, because, again, landing three, uh, you know, you'd rather, you, you know, trade, trade again the points for some variance there. Yeah, definitely. I, I like a little bit of a, you know, dog money line parlay here extended between Tuesday, Thursday. That's what that's what I bet for us here early on. Unfortunately, I didn't get the best number on Louisiana Lafayette, but I do feel like, I do think that maybe is uh, my correct approach to do some of this early week college football betting action. What are you seeing? You know, obviously we have Navy Memphis also on Thursday night. We have Clemson Syracuse on Friday. Marshall North Texas also on Friday. Our San Diego State Aztecs seven and a half eight point favorites against San Jose State on Friday and then California Oregon. Is there any spot uh, that you're betting as well in these Thursday or Friday games? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll probably have, you know, Syracuse, for example, you know, was getting only 13 and a half. When I first saw that, I would have laid it with Clemson there. 
Now it's 14. I don't think I don't think I can get Clemson uh, on a full two touchdowns there. I don't even know if they're going to get two full touchdowns in any particular game. Uh, Marshall, North Texas, it just depends upon, you know, whether you think it's going to be a Marshall game or a North Texas game because total on that game, 65 and a half. North, Te- North Texas likes, likes to play fast. Marshall likes to be kind of more of a defensive grind type of game. So um, if you think Marshall is going to control the game, uh, as I kind of do as 11-point favorites, you might like the under there. The the one that has value, and I think this is basically just we were on San Jose State last week too. Um, they you know the our numbers have not necessarily caught up, I think, to them. Um, but San Jose State getting eight at home against the the San Diego State Aztecs. Um, you know, total on the game forty one. I just don't think San Diego State as good as they are. Like they have the worst offense in the Mountain West, and it's just but the best defense. It's just hard to extend on teams when you do it that way. San Diego State, you know, basically a 56 passing grade as a team, which is actually less than San Jose State. San Jose State, though, 21 passer rating when pressured. Um, if that regresses at all, you can be getting a good value here. With San Jose State, uh, you know, a kind of a disappointing season uh, after a good 2020 uh, abbreviated COVID right. season. Yeah, definitely. I, I do I do like the Spartans here. I know we've been backing Aztecs relatively recently. I feel bad going against Austin Gale's alma, alma mater, but I do think San Jose State here on Friday night uh, might be one of the better options. 41-point total. Uh, if you can stand it, take the over as well. I do think that has probably just a little bit of value. So what are you seeing early, early week uh, NFL? I just want to get one. Don't need too much from you at this point. I know you and George wrote up the article, had, you know, a late night PFF forecast session as well, talking about all the, yeah. you know, upcoming lines for week six. If you were grabbing only one right now, uh, what one is your favorite play? Yeah, me, uh, me and George finally had a game that did not close better than we bet it. So, uh, you know, uh, take that for what it is. Even tonight, uh, closed better than what we bet it. So um, that, that that's a, a good sign. Um, one of the ones, man, that I like a lot, and I don't necessarily know if I'm going to go with it. Uh, sorry, the one that I like a lot, and this is going to spit in the face of everything that happened tonight, um, but I like the Las Vegas Raiders getting three and a half in Denver. Um, the, this has come down a little bit. It was minus 120 when George and I first bet it uh, early Monday morning. Uh, it's now basically minus 110 each side. Um, I think the Raiders are, are better than the Broncos and shouldn't be getting three and a half, despite the fact that John Gruden has left the team. I, I think I think this is still a spot to back Derek Carr um, in, in a in a game with a low total uh, and and team you know at least for one game rallying behind a uh, a different head coach. Right, definitely. I mean, you never know how those sorts of situations are going to play out. Obviously, you can't model it or, you know, really administer or project out how that perform- performance is going to be dependent of that variable. But I do think, like you said, better quarterback, getting points. Uh, it's just a spot where the Raiders probably should win. Hopefully, they do for our futures futures bets as well. Uh, hopefully, the wheels don't come off. But, yeah, it sounds like uh, best-case scenario for them, obviously, Moving on from John Gruden, uh, it wasn't a good situation. So we will see how it plays out from a betting perspective here on week six. We will see, though. Make sure you check out Eric and George's, you know, their great article that they have coming out. 
Obviously, like Eric said, getting a ton of closing line value every single week based on every single pick. Uh, so you can't really find too much else uh, that's going to set you up right for week six or any betting action uh, like that article is. So make sure you check that out. Check out all the other great content and tools coming from PFF.com. NFL Greenline is going to be live tomorrow. We should have player prop player prop options in our player prop tool by Wednesday morning as well. So uh, make sure you check out everything that we have available at PFF.com. From Ben Brown, joined by Eric Eager, we appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast. Podcast.